As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com. danasbeats.com. Did the Fed did the Fed underestimate inflation? Surely, right? For, remember, for months and months, I spoke to Janet Yellen months ago, and she was still on that. Oh, it's temporary. It's not going to last long. This is good. We're going to get through this when we get through COVID. Well, we're not through COVID, and now we've got more complications. They absolutely underestimated this. Yeah, because we've we we have horrible horrible. Uh, monetary policy, horrible fiscal policy. That's, oh man, the inflation report is so bad. We're going to dive into it today and uh, look at a bunch of others. It's just bad for Democrats. I got a new poll out to, well, I don't have it. There's the new one out and I'm going to tell you about it. It's a new low from last week's new low, which was a new low from the week before that, which was a new low from the week before that. Kane, which was a new low before the week before that. Seems like a pattern. Lots of new lows. Welcome to the program. I'm your hostess, Dana Lash. Good to be with you today. Today's show is brought to you by the adult onesie. I'm in a jumpsuit or as a romper, as you would call it. Super comfortable. I just, I'm, I, ladies, baggy rompers with pockets, you feel me on this. So it's, you know, I'm a little energetic because I'm very happy. And little things make me super happy, right? Like the right kind of spatula. You know, like finding out that the ATF completely lied about, you know, its figures and its basing, you know, further restrictions on BS. I mean, finding little things, you know, it's the little things that do it. All right. So we're going to get into all of this because they were trying to uh, get you ready for the horrible, horrible inflation report that is out today. And also, we are following the story in New York. Uh, there was basically what happens in Chicago every weekend took place in uh, a New York subway. This morning, awful. I think they, they have a number of fatalities, a number of people hurt. Apparently, there were some bombs and all this stuff that happened, you know, and they have all these restrictions in New York, so I don't know how that happened. Not to diminish it, but you're only going to hear about this on all cable networks because everybody's based in New York, so they're obsessed with everything that happens in New York. And again, not to diminish it, but do you realize what people in Chicago live with? Do you realize what people in St. Louis live with or what people in, in Los Angeles live with? I mean, that's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, as big as it is because of the concentration of all the news networks that are there. And you're talking about news people that get on the subways and do all this stuff. So this all affects them. Uh, but it's, you know, horrific nonetheless. And so apparently they're going to have a press conference. And if there's any big developments, we will bring you that. So inflation has continued to worsen, is continued to worsen last month. Prices. This is bad. Prices 8.5% higher in March than a year earlier. And uh, it's Putin's price hike, don't you know? 
You don't believe him? No. But they said it was they said it was it was Putin's price hike. That's what I mean, we were reliably informed that it was Vladimir Putin that did this. I mean, even though all of this stuff was trending to a 40-year high, inflation, right? I mean, before all of everything in Ukraine started happening, even before all of that, doesn't matter because it's Putin's price hike. I love the New York Times subhead. Republicans try to pin blame on Biden administration for rising costs. Well, what else would you do? Uh, kind of, it's kind of his fault. The monetary policy. Surge in gas. Listen to this. The surge in gas accounted for over half of the monthly increase in inflation. You know, but we're not going to we're not going to do anything. We're not going to drill our own. We're not going to become more self-sufficient. Uh, Biden is apparently going to call for summertime sales of higher ethanol gas prices as everything remains elevated. Pay raises aren't keeping up with the inflation. And remember, I've been telling you the Fed's going to raise rates because uh, it, 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 super fast because high inflation is lingering. Consumer prices, I'm telling you what, people are, are, are upset. In addition to this, all of this happening, there's a new poll out. Again, this was like the last poll. The NBC poll was the last one. This is a new one. This is CBS, different alphabet letter, different letters. CBS. Um, this is bad. So he's basically at like a 36% approval they rounded it up to 37 percent. bless you i'm not doing that it's 36 percent. 36 percent of people of all the respondents approve of his handling of the economy 36 percent. you can sit here and say it's putin's price you say that all day long but you're, you're not going to lie to people people know exactly what's happening Ooh, 36 percent. they of course this is why they pivoted to gun control of course now, Jen Psaki yesterday was telling everyone, guys, everybody, you need to, this is, this is Putin's price hike and audio sound by two. We, um, it's going to be elevated uh, because it's a uh, Putin's price hike. Listen. So because of the actions we've taken to address uh, Putin, the Putin price hike, we are in a better place than we I were hardly last month. Um, but we expect March CPA, CPI headline inflation to be extraordinarily elevated due to Putin's price hike. And she we expect a large difference two times. between core and headline. She had to say it two times because of Putin's price hike. Because of, uh, came because of Putin's price. But it's not Putin's price hike. As I said, inflation was already increasing to 40 year highs. Before any of that happened, this was back in 20, I mean, 2020, the trend began because one of the first things that Joe Biden did when he entered the White House was take a look at the economy and go, a oh, pretty nice economy here. Be ashamed somebody ruined it. And he did just that. It's like a toddler playing with a Lego structure. It's Joe Biden. Putin's price hike. People aren't buying it. And they can push this out here as much as possible, but people are not buying the line. They're not buying it. And uh, I think that they're actually getting a bit resentful. The more that the administration pushes this because they feel as though they're being kind of condescended to. Because they are. We knew it was going to be bad. This is the worst since 1981. I was three years old. Look at that. Ooh, I've never experienced this in my life. High inflation like this. 
I mean, Kane, really, neither of you, because you were also a child. And Juan was not here on Earth, so he has no, and neither was Steve. So they, I've, we've never, this is nuts. This is crazy. 1981. You know, that defined Carter's presidency. The no new taxes, read my lips, that defined Bush's, H.W.'s legacy, his presidency. It's defining Biden's. So compared to one year ago, you are paying, I'm going to get mad. I'm going I'm to try to make it through these numbers. I may have to actually increase the or decrease the air conditioning, gentlemen, because I get hot when I get mad. So I might start sweating. You're paying 48% more for gas today than you did a year ago. You're paying almost 36% more for a used car today than you did a year ago. You're paying 22% more today for your natural gas bill than you did one year ago. You're paying 14% more. This is national average for meat, fish, and eggs today than you did one year ago. You're paying 13% more for a new car today than you did one year ago. You're paying 11% more for electricity today than you did one year ago. Over 10% more for food at home today than you did one year ago. 8% more for transportation today than you did one year ago. 7% more from for food away from home today than you did one year ago. And 7% more for clothing today than you did one year ago. And you're paying 5% more for shelter today than you did one year ago. You know why Americans are in a bitchy mood? Take a guess. Because everything is more expensive. That's why. Everything is more expensive. And so Biden can't even, he can't take the steps required to remedy the situation because he can't even talk about the situation. Do you remember when NBC's Lester Holt did an interview with Biden and he was asking, let me pull this up. He did this, he did this interview. It was just disastrous. He, Biden looked quite bad. And he said, inflation skyrocketing to seven and a half percent. It's a 40 year high. By the way, this is an interview that was done. Let me just, uh, this was back uh, in beginning of February. And he said, yeah, and, and this was when inflation was already building to a 40 year high. You, oh, you have it? Yeah. Can we go ahead and hear this exchange, Kane? I think it was back in July you said inflation was going to be temporary. I think a lot of Americans are wondering what your definition of temporary is. Well, you're being a wise guy with me a little bit, uh, and I understand that's your job. But look, uh, at the time, what happened was the... Uh, Let's look at the reasons for the inflation. And the reason for the inflation is the supply chains were cut off, meaning that the products, for example, automobiles, the lack of computer chips to be able to build those automobiles so they could function, they need those computer chips. They were not available. So what happens with the number of cars that were reduced, the new cars reduced, it made up at one point, one third the cost of inflation because the price of automobiles were up. I call but, shenanigans. But Putin. but Putin, though. I didn't see Putin in here. Nope. Can, can I'm just, I'm looking at the transcript. Um, uh, no, 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 Putin. No, 
no Putin. And Lester Holt noted, even right before he went into that, he goes, inflation skyrocketing to seven and a half percent. It's a 40 year high. This is February, beginning of February. No mention of Putin. Lester Holt didn't mention Putin, Kane. No Putin mentioning. Putin uh, didn't even invade until February 24th. Yeah. This interview was on February 10th. So, mm. yeah. So Biden can't even talk about inflation. How in the hell is he supposed to take steps to fight it? How are you going to, how are you, what kind of federal policy are, is he going to craft to remedy the problem with inflation when he can't even talk about it? I mean, the chips with the cars and stuff. I mean, for the love. I mean, people are tired of paying more. They're tired of it. And our taxes are due next week. Oh, my gosh. Can I tell you something? My accountant said I'm not allowed to do this. I wish there was because you can upload stuff digitally when you're filing and all this. It's taken everything I have not to put something that I can't say on air because I'd get fined in with it. Yeah. Which I may do. It still may happen. Coming up, this is what we got. We've got some of the latest on crime, tech. We're going to get into some of that as well. Uh, Russia, their botched war. I mean, Putin's got egg all over his face. Puffy face McPutin. Uh, We've got that for you. We're also going to get into some more uh, Democrat polling in Nevada. It's lower than the actual national average. I've got that for you. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Wokery. Cam Newton isn't wrong. Fight me. Uh, and all kind of, He's not. He's totally not. And you cannot. Don't you dare. He's not. Cam Newton is not wrong. We'll talk about that and so much more so you don't want to miss the show. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Quick note about that. That was from Depeche Mode, and it's the happiest song that they've ever written. Everything else is just, I'm just sad and just going to write a song about friends. (laughs) Anyway, had to add that. All right, so let's get into it, shall we? Uh, I've got a couple of, uh, ooh, Spirit Halloween, the store. There's a film in the works, according to Variety, about Spirit, the the Halloween store. And it stars Christopher Lloyd and Rachel Lee Cook, who Gen Xers will remember. So... It's, you know, and everybody knows Spirit Halloween. It's the Halloween store, right? You got it. And they basically have like pop-ups in different places. Sometimes they'll lease the same spot, you know, for a couple of years in a row. But it's a feature-length family movie called Spirit Halloween. Yeah. And it's billed as a family kids adventure movie. And it stars Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future. And she's all that. Rachel Lee Cook. And they have some new folks in there. But it's um, in a deserted strip mall. 
And I'm actually totally going to watch this because this speaks to me. I feel this, Kane. I feel this movie. By the way, speaking of new movies, David Lynch had a surprise movie at Cannes Film Festival, and Laura Dern is apparently supposed to be in it. I don't know if it's like a cameo or if she has like a starring role, but I love David Lynch. He's a libertarian, and uh, I'm all about that. This is so sad. Mom of a Puerto Rican Olympic rifle shooter is killed by a stray bullet as she sat in her Connecticut home sewing. Oh my gosh, this is so... Uh, it's just sad. Uh, her mother, that well, the mother, 56-year-old Mabel Martinez, she was just at home. She was minding her business. She had nothing to do with it. It was a drug-related shooting. And her daughter, Yamara Martinez, flew out of Brazil late Sunday. She's an Olympic shooter. Uh, and a rifle shooter. She's on the Puerto Rican Olympic team. She was in Tokyo last year. Uh, I remember actually reading about her when she was in uh, Rio in 2016. This is just so incredibly sad. And I just, I feel so bad for her daughter because they were very, very close from all reports. And it's just, it's just heartbreaking. A drug shooting, or uh, drug related. Uh, also, Apparently, Tesla's Shanghai factory could be down until at least mid-May. And Taiwan issues a, they publish a handbook advising how to prepare for a potential Chinese invasion because there's worries that Beijing would take the land by force. Stay with us. Almost every day we hear about another major corporation that's gone woke, tormenting their employees with progressive propaganda and funding organizations that seem to hate the country and values and free speech and rights in the Constitution. So this is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. It's America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service, plus you get the peace of mind that your money is supporting free speech, life, and liberty. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations that fight for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veterans, and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make that switch today. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Dana, or call 972-PATRIOT today. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. We're the only outfit in the country that is immune Imagine had the tobacco industry been immune to prostitute being sued. To prostitute, like my son. Man, he did. he's slipping into some Hunter Biden territory. That was Joe Biden yesterday. Welcome back to the show. Your lovable new wave listening curmudgeon, Dana Lash, here with you. In a, I'm, I'm in a grid mood sidebar because I'm in a, a very comfortable adult onesie. You might call it a jumpsuit. I am in adult baby wear and I feel great about my life. I'm, I say this unironically. So Joe Biden, I don't know if you saw this yesterday. He he had this press conference and he actually went to this little table. And I I don't know. I, I actually couldn't see what he was grabbing from the screen. I put a screenshot in the newsletter if you get it over at Substack, which you should. Otherwise, I, I don't know why you hate, you know, information. But he was squinting and you could you can look at someone as they pick up a gun and you're like, you don't know what the hell you're doing. And you know, immediately. And he was, he just, he didn't know what to do. And he's like, these things here. And I don't know what he was trying to, because they were talking about ghost guns and the buy, build, shoot kit, right? And he was in this, he's, this was one of the sound bites from his, his speech yesterday. And it was so weird because I don't know what he was talking about. 
What what is he? I just don't. He's like, well, the, can you believe if the tobacco industry had been immune from to prostitute? I mean, from suing. So what he's talking about, <clears throat> and I sent out a big, uh, a deep dive into this yesterday in on my Substack newsletter. What he's talking about specifically is the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act, or PLCCA, right? This has been established law for quite some time, and it basically stops uh, suits on certain uh, uh, suits that are unrelated to defective products or false advertising. Just one thing that you need to know, and he made this, he said this during his ghost gun thing and his, his announcement of an ATF director yesterday. Gun manufacturers are not immune from lawsuits. If they make a defective product, guess what? They can get sued. If there's false advertising, guess what? They can get sued. Which sidebar? That's one of the things that the New York, one of the New York, some of that litigation has been exploring, particularly as it relates to Sandy Hook. So this whole thing that he's doing is he's saying stuff that I guess he either he doesn't know it's established law or he knows and he's just stupid and this is or he, and he doesn't care. He thinks you're stupid. And this is just about, again, expanding government control. So what happened yesterday? So they 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 posted the White House released a fact sheet about the war on quote unquote ghost guns. I think that term is stupid. They're hobbyist at home build kits. And according to the ATF's own numbers in March of this year, and there's an asterisk by this number, and I'm going to come back to this. The 325 number, there's an asterisk. There were over 89,000 uh, murders uh, from 2016 to 2021. And of those, it's been claimed by the ATF, and the ATF said this in March via CBS, that 325 of those were attributable to quote-unquote ghost guns. Now, why is there an asterisk by the 325 number? Because things like sawed-off shotguns and things where the serial numbers filed off are included in this in this tally so we actually don't really know how many are from build kits except that it's probably an infinitesimal number it's it's minute it's incredibly tiny and it's definitely not uh, a number that is up to the epidemic that the atf and the white house are trying to say so what they did and i hope this is litigated because it's a violation of law what they did yesterday when the atf posts a final definition usually you have like 120 i think 180 days my friend Stephen halbrook is going to join us next hour to break or third hour to break some of this down because there's some legal questions i have for him uh and halbrook if you remember great 2a attorney uh but the atf posted this so what it means is that build kits are going to be treated the same as finished operable firearms and transfer records now must be kept indefinitely instead of like 80 days or so so what that means is they're going to make it to where you have and the and the rule from what I understand takes place 120 days after it was first published which was yesterday. So when you go and get a build kit, you got to fill out a 4473 and go through an FFL and all this other stuff. Just so you know, I mean you're talking about chunks of a type of aluminum or polymer. They're paperweights. They are entirely inoperable, non-functioning pieces. And it's not even the piece of every single fire, all the pieces of the firearm are even, it's the dumbest thing ever. You have to have machinery just to, just to, to fabricate it and manufacture it into a firearm. They call it ghost gun because they say it's untraceable because the, uh, it's a, it's, they call them lowers. And if it's a, it's a receiver or a frame, depending on if it's a, a rifle or a pistol, and they want those serialized because if you buy a firearm in a store, that part has a serial number on it. So that's what they're that's what they're wanting to do. And so they but they 
the law, the federal law that's already established makes it to where if you're making something at home and you sell it, you have to serialize it and you have to go through a couple of other steps. That's already law. And a number of states have already made it to where you can't even do this anyway. So there's already established federal law that discusses and deals with all of this. But now they want to treat these chunks of metal or these chunks of aluminum as as operable firearms they changed the definition so that's what i i'm meaning when they when the atf posts something they they posted their finalized definition of a receiver slash frame so my question was when can we buy 79 percent lowers that's my that's my question so and i and if you get the newsletter i mean it's it's really easy to see you have to drill stuff in it if you drill you know cavities in it if it's if you machine into the chunk of aluminum or a polymer, there's different types of aluminum. Usually they're unpainted because people don't when you're fabricating it, you don't want to have cut marks in it. So people usually don't finish it until it's, you know, after all the the drilling's been done. But it's just it's industry slang, the eighty percent lower. It's just drilling out portions of it apparently now, according to the ATF brings that chunk of aluminum to meet the definition of a firearm, which was something that was codified by the Gun Control Act of nineteen sixty eight. All linked for you in my newsletter. It's perfectly legal for somebody who wants to build something at home for their personal use to do so. Federal, I mean, it's already covered. Here's the thing, though. I mean, we don't know where the ATF is getting their numbers. And I mentioned this yesterday. We don't know where they're getting their numbers. Now, the ATF director, did you guys see some of this yesterday? I was retweeting some of the stupid stuff he retweeted or he had tweeted. Big time lefty. Steve Dettelbach. Steve Dettelbach was a U.S. attorney. He's also from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, he was, uh, he, he, this is something that he tweeted back in 2016, quote, we salute Muhammad Ali as a great American. Sadly, we need to acknowledge that Donald Trump wouldn't even allow him to come to America. My favorite response to this were people who actually were posting all these pictures of Trump and Muhammad Ali together. You know, he was born here. I mean, his name wasn't, he was Cassius Clay was his real name. Does this guy know this? Apparently not. And he had also tweeted, he was also trying to tweet stuff about, uh, he's like, oh, he was going off on Trump and China and their businesses. And I asked if he had any tweets about Hunter Biden and his business with China or Hunter Biden's falsifying a 4473 uh, before discarding a, a gun in a trash can across from a school. He didn't really have any response to that. This guy's a big supporter of red flag law. He's a big supporter of universal background checks, which... To me, that's done. That all, If you're supporting universal background checks, you're already violating established law. First off, that's unconstitutional. It requires a registry to make it work. You have to have a federal gun registry to make it work. If you disagree, then please sit down and you can try to wow me with your expertise on how that works without a federal gun registry. I don't have all the time in the world, but I would love to use it as a living example of idiocy. So I'm your huckleberry. But with this... You have to establish a federal gun registry. Furthermore, it violates established federal law, Firearm Owners Protection Act, Firearm, uh, yeah, uh, FOPA, Firearm Owners Protection Act, which is, that was, I think, an 86, 81, 86, I can't remember. It was in the 80s when it was passed. Uh, and that actually prevents a federal registry from being established. So big, these are all huge things. And this guy is in support of all of these. And he's he spoke to NPR. He gave a big interview to NPR where he talked about all this stuff. So this guy... I really, you know what I want to say that he is, Ken? I don't think I can say it on air. He's a, that's what he is. He's an absolute, that's what he is. Uh-huh. You okay? It's, I think it's a, 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 an apt description. Yeah, yeah, I know you would agree. Yeah. 
So, but this, uh, he's, they're desperate. They're desperate because they want to, they want to turn around. They want to turn away from all this stuff that's happening with inflation. He said yesterday that you can't buy a cannon. Yes, you absolutely can buy a cannon. You can buy a cannon. You could buy a cannon back in the day and you can still buy a cannon. I had a whole piece on this. Washington used smaller artillery that was privately owned by colonists. And he actually asked soldiers and privateers who would steal them from the British. uh, And privateers were authorized, by the way, from the letters of Marquis to challenge British ships with their own their own privately uh, purchased artillery cannons. They had volunteer organizations that were tasked with independently purchasing and maintaining their own artillery. And in fact, I have one of those letters that was issued by the Continental Congress on October 24th, 1776 to James Powell, commander of a three-ton schooner in Northampton. It was signed by John Hancock, and it was uh, a letter and reprisal commissioned of a privately owned vessel as a privateer, and it also mentions his privately owned cannon. So sit down. These people who don't know history, colonists could own cannons, and citizens can own cannons now. I want a ghost cannon. I mean, there really isn't one. They don't have you know serial numbers, but... Uh, one last quick thing, too. Uh, Biden said... Can you play this this part? He said he banned uh, assault weapons and high capacity magazines. I think we I don't I can't remember which one this is. Yeah, play. Yeah. yeah, uh, Is it one? Yes. Play this. Oh, for the love. And I know it's controversial, but I got it done once. Ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines. So stupid. I was getting criticized when I first passed this law when I was a senator. And guess what? Didn't do anything. I was down in southern Delaware, do a lot of hunting and fishing down there. And I was w- walking up one of the creek beds. And the guy standing there said, you want to take my gun? I said, I don't take your gun. He said, well, you're telling me I can't have more than the next number of bullets in, a, in, 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 a, in my gun. And I said, what do you think the deer you're hunting or wear Kevlar vest? What the hell do you need 20 bullets for? You must be a hell of a terrible shot. I'm serious. Think about it. Callie, this is a guy, guy who told everybody to go on the balcony and fire off their gun in violation of law. First off, he, he, there, it wasn't an assault weapons ban. There was not a gun that was banned. It was a number of cosmetic features that were attached to the gun. That's what was banned. So you couldn't, it's like, okay, imagine it like this. You have a Mr. Potato Head. You can't, Kane, you can't add lips, eyes, nose, and ears to your Mr. Potato Head. Uh, you, you can only, uh, you can only have three things. So that's how you got to do it. The, the, the ban didn't actually even work. And, and I, I'll have something on that in a minute, but there were obviously this thing ended up being, you know, they, they, there was, there was all kinds of studies done. One in 2014, one in 2017, one in 2013, uh, uh, one in 2004, 2001, 1999, 1998. Uh, there was a RAND review in 2018. Uh, there was a number of studies, including uh, this great abstract that I linked, quote, an examination of the effects of concealed weapons laws and assault weapons ban on state level murder rates. And it found the conclusion was that it had absolutely no effect. All all it did was restrict the number of cosmetic features that you could attach onto a popularly owned semi-automatic rifle. 
Uh, and California was the first country or the first uh, state in the country to pass restrictions on magazine capacity. And guess what? Their crime spiked anyway. I'm going to tell you what, last point, I'm not worried about deer breaking into my home. I had a nut job who flew halfway across the country and tried to bust into my living room window four years ago. This is a stupid talking point that people like Joe Biden use to try to play dumb about the purpose of the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment isn't about deer. It's not about hunting. It's about curbing the power of a tyrannical government. The end. We have more to come. You don't want to miss because uh, we've got the latest economic news is not good. And this is driving Democrat polls even lower. And post office, they suspended service to a Santa Monica neighborhood because uh, apparently mail carriers were getting beaten. Santa Monica came. Santa Monica. Wasn't that a song back in the 90s? Jeez. Needles and feces. The end of 2021 saw inflation rise by almost 7% in just one month. And that means in 30 days, your dollar became 93 cents. This year, the stock market has been dangerously volatile. Gold provides a hedge against inflation, which is why you should trust legacy precious metals for investing in gold and silver. Inflation isn't slowing down. It's escalating. Trust legacy precious metals to give you unbiased counsel based on your personal situation. It's time to be proactive and take steps to protect yourself. Legacy precious metals will advise you on all of your options, whether that's rolling your existing retirement account into a gold IRA or whether that's holding physical metals directly in your home. Speak to an IRA expert at Legacy Precious Metals. The number is 866-580-2088 or download their free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Protect your family's wealth with Legacy Precious Metals. Call 866-580-2088 or visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. So I just realized what that meant. So Kane and I, welcome back to the show. I have other stuff for you, but Kane and I have been arguing over kombucha. Yeah, we fight over stuff like that all the because time. Because Kane, it, he'll eat normal things, but then he'll do real weird stuff. That's not weird. This started because I was telling you about my caffeine-free Pepsi Zero. And yeah. then, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. I was like, I can't have no hot wings and not have a soda with it, right? Like, if I'm eating hot wings, I have to have a soda with it. I right. can't just be like, I'm going to have some tea. And, I can't do that. And I swore myself off of soda of all kinds. Even your, you. Even your chemically Good manipulated soda. I love chemicals. Bring on the chemicals. Yes! I love it. It's one of the reasons why we're living longer. Woo! What? Yeah. Where are you getting that data? Um, Just from myself. I see. I see. <laughs> My, my my whole argument was kombucha's fizzy. Uh, they got all kinds of nice flavors. I don't understand flavors. how it works. I really don't want so to if either. if you want to eat and, and also be healthy, instead of getting chemically you know, manipulated love, soda. I love chemical manipulation. Some, I'm all for it. <laughs> try some kombucha. That's all I was saying. And you know then, what? It's a, it's, so this, uh, it's a slimy jellyfish, well, basically, not- that lives in your, I don't, it's called, and I looked it up, symbiotic colony of bacteria and yeast. Mmm. Okay. So- you Tasty. sitting there being like chemicals? I'll, you know what? Scobies. Mmm. Scobies. Doesn't that like you, you? But you drink what it's in, right? Yeah, you drink the the actual carbonated product. You don't eat that stuff. But there's that. I mean, there. No, the there's like that's why we have water the, filtration the to get that stuff out. The byproduct that's put off is the carbonation. That's it. You don't. You're not. You're not eating. I mean, not, not a lot of it. Uh, Wait, the what? Nothing. Did you see, have something else to say? See, segment? I just right there. So parts of it break but, off and you consume it? 
part of your that's look, disgusting most of your immune system's in your so gut. it's a loogie that carbonates water a, see and what you you're doing? and part of the loogie breaks off is that while what simultaneously praising chemicals you know what? this is what you do I'm all, bring on do. the chemicals all about it yay I love swear. it I swear I'm like look I I'm not I don't knock organic stuff and I'm just not one of those people who's like here's I'm gonna make all my own everything I made my own tortillas I made I'm not doing that right I mean there's a reason why we live longer I'm just like how I don't camp because we invented the house love being outside in nature just i you know i just you know there's certain things i expect as a person living in 2022 our ancestors went through a lot to bring us to this point in human development so let's not dishonor their sacrifice (laughs) you can have fun with your loogie tea have fun with it we got another hour on the way you don't want to miss we got uh dr robert malone on as well stick with us As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com. danasbeats.com. The president and I know that one of the biggest challenges facing working families today is the rising cost of living. Helping Americans lower their monthly bills is one of our administration's top priorities. Except it's not really the government's job. You're just supposed to get out of the way and then it takes care of itself. Welcome back to the program. Second hour of the show. Always so good to be with you. I'm your hostess, Dana Lash. We were on break reminiscing about the great drinks of childhood, Hawaiian punch and Yoo-Hoo, all kinds of good stuff. And uh, now we're back here in the adult world where everything sucks. So, yay, there you go. Well, we're all going to get through it together. I'm not quite sure uh, what Kamala Harris thinks the administration's responsibilities actually are, but lowering bills is not one of them. So during this conversation, because everything was discussed from, you know, Putin's price hike, everybody's on that talking point, to uh, of college. Everyone keeps talking about college and, and, and the administration is, is once a, they have another moratorium and now they want free college, they want to excuse all of this, which is silly because then don't sign up for loan, ter- terms of a loan that you cannot fulfill. No one owes you that. She has no idea what Pell Grants are, the VP. Man, this is some straight-up privilege right here. Listen to audio sound by 10. Hoo-hoo. Have you increased Pell Grants? Um, we have definitely extended, the, uh, and I, it's something that I think we need to keep doing, the, the okay. awareness about what we have to do on Pell Grants, and I can follow up with you on specifically what we've been doing. But okay. um, I can tell you that when I was in the Senate, I was definitely working on the Pell Grant issue because... It, it can't be what it was when I was at Howard. <laughs> <It has to laughs> just... 
man, she is walking around actually saying anything of substance on that. That was actually her best performance rhetorically right there. Believe it or not. It really was. It really was. Oh, that's something else. I tell you. No, it is. All right. So I want to I want to switch gears. I had to I had to share that audio with you. So Cam Newton is getting a lot of heat. I don't know if y'all saw this. And he's uh, a free agent. And <sighs> it's all over everywhere. Everyone's like, his comments are ridiculously sexist and all this other stuff. And I, I just, I cannot stand the same old, same old. First off, let the man express a viewpoint without everybody getting their Jimmy's rustled. Just stop. I want to play this. And we're going to discuss it because everybody's mad about everybody's mad at this man. Listen to this. Here it goes. I grew up in a three parent household, my mom, my father and my grandmother. And uh, I knew what a woman was, not a bad. OK, what's the difference? A woman. OK, a bad is Same a person who's just, you know, girl, I'm a bad. You know, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I, I, I looked apart. But I don't act apart. Okay. You know, and it's a lot of women who are bad, and I say in a way not to degrade a woman, but just to 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 go off the aesthetic of what they deem is a boss chick. Mm-hmm. Now, a woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like, I'm a boss, like I'm a this, I'm a dad. No, baby. Like, but you can't cook. Okay. You don't know, you don't know when to be quiet. You don't know how to allow a man to lead. Where's the lie? Fight me. He ain't wrong. I'm giving you the green light. I'm giving you the lady pass, Kane. Why you're, Kane is so uncomfortable. You all right? It's quite a quite a tightrope to walk here, isn't it? It's not though, because here's why. First off, before everybody sits here and jumps down this man's throat and is like, "Oh, you're sexist," because he's talking. Can I just say he's talking about the, the they were talking about the term "bad bitch." That's what they're talking about. Basically, let's put it in. You know, they they were talking about empowered females because you hear that, right? Girl power, female empowerment. You know, boss babe, all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, but you can't cook. Like, you you look the part, but you can't cook. He's making a greater point here that everybody's missing because they're all focusing on one aspect of what he said, which is how he's, he was saying that, you know, a woman, you know, needs to be, you know, take care of business. And then also when he's like, you know, and, and cater to a man's needs. Now, instead of for everybody else, before everybody else is is jumping down his throat on this, notice, and my follow-up question to this would have been, how do you define that? That's how you define, you know, an empowered woman. How do you find an, how do you define an empowered man? Because I think his definition, and first off, everyone focuses on cater to this, cater to that. Look, I'm going to tell you something. You are not in a healthy relationship if you don't believe that serving your significant other's needs is part of the equation, you're not in a healthy relationship. The end. 
Now, maybe he's a, he's a football player. He's not a philosopher. But I'm not going to have the way he delivered his message negate the point of his message. Now, to that point, if a woman, he's like basically, you know, having, you know, knowing how, for, he goes, now a woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs. My definition is a man in this regard, in this context, a man needs to be able to handle his own and also cater to his woman's needs. It goes both ways. So before everybody jumps down his throat and starts going sexist, sexist, the follow-up question to that would have been, okay, well, where's your role as the man in this? Now, that question wasn't asked to him that I know of, but I don't know why everybody, he's, he's talking about these, you know, the boss babe and everything else and all these women who are out there like, oh, I'm doing, I can, you know, I'm running this and I'm, they, there's a lot of chicks out there that look the part. And there's a lot of chicks that don't know how to raise kids and do not know how to uh, be a good partner with their husband or their boyfriend or their fiance in a relationship. And there are a lot of women out there who do not know how to cook. And it, I, I remember during the 90s, it was like a thing nobody bragged about. Nobody bragged about cooking skills. Nobody bragged about anything that you would classify as home economics. He's not lying. Being a lady... And knowing when to speak out and knowing, basically picking your fights. The people who think his comments are dumb are dumber because they're missing the entire point because they're focusing on how he packaged it. So no, I do not think he is wrong. I think everybody needs to lay off Cam Newton. I mean, right? That's how I look at it. The, how a woman is and how a man is in a relationship. And if you're going to be empowered, why the hell are you out there begging Uncle Sam for handouts on abortion? If you're empowered, why the hell are you out there begging Uncle Sam for help with your college education? If you're empowered, why the hell are you begging Uncle Sam for anything? You should be telling Uncle Sam to get out if you're truly empowered. I've said this over and over again. You see these boss bitches out there, sit, they talk a great game. But what can the government give me? That's not empowerment. And he's right. Some people just don't like to hear it because it forces them to scrutinize their own inadequacies. Where's the lie? And it's, you made a good point, Kane. Say what you were saying in Slack. Yeah, he was talking about traditional relationship roles. And in today's climate, that's a big no-no. On social media, everywhere. You can't talk about... It's been the destruction of the Heaven nuclear... Heaven forbid a black man talk freely about what he thinks yeah. that women's and men's roles should be. The nuclear family is really the destruction of the nuclear family. You know, whether you talk about, you know, blacks in America, whites in America, Asians, doesn't matter. A breakdown of that nuclear family is the problem we have in society today. Exactly. And yes, men need to know their their role and women need to know their role. I mean, I've said this, I, I mean, I, I've said this a million times. I have these conversations with my husband. Sometimes I shock my husband because I, what are you, you're laughing. No, I'm laughing. I'm laughing at what Juan put in Slack. Uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Juan puts in, or asking mom to take care of the kids while she goes out clubbing. Oh. Oh. But there's truth in that, you know? I mean, it's about responsibility. He is not wrong. I'm just shocked at all these, and all these women get all mad at him. Oh, I can't believe he's so sexist. You're sexist for jumping on his throat like that. You're missing the force for the trees. Women today 
not all of them, but a lot of them, the ones who are the loudest, squeaky wheels and all, they are in a rush to see what they can be offended about today. My gosh, they are in a rush. I'm so empowered, but I'm going to go six figures in debt studying women's studies at a four-year university. Then I'm not going to be able to get a job when I graduate, and I'm going to have to have the government help me. Uh, I just, I, I can't, it's a false feminism is what it is. He called it out. I'm glad he did. And instead of jumping down his throat, some of these women out here should be saying, you know what, he's right. Some of you women make it a little harder for the rest of us. I was just reading a thing today by, oh man, God help me. This Linda Hirschman wannabe who was sitting here going, I almost responded. I almost set it off, but I held back. I held back because I'm like, I do not have to attend every fight to which I'm invited. I have to tell myself this, even though I love to fight. Again, sometimes women and men need to know when to be quiet. So, but I was looking at it. It was, uh, oh, stay-at-home moms. There's like this newfound attack, and it's coming from third wave feminism. Not even second wave. But they were saying, oh, stay-at-home women, they're so much more stressed and unappreciated. And I'm like, girl, you don't even have kids. You never even stayed home with your kids. I stayed home with my kids. When they're at their youngest, most formative years, that was the plan. That was the plan. I just, um, it is amazing to me when people are faced with criticisms that resonate within them. Maybe some people need to be silent and do a little, do a little inventory. Do a soul douche. And then you know what? Then you can criticize Kim Newton. How about that? Right, Kane? Sure. There you go. All right. We got more to come. This made me, it just made me mad. I could talk about this for the rest of the show. Leave Cam alone. The mainstream media does not cover some of the most important news of the day. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. In my latest episodes, I talk about how in the Democrats' search for a new villain, they have found their way back to Donald Trump. The U.S.-Mexico border is a disaster that's only going to get worse, and reporters are getting scrutinized for asking really, really simple questions at White House press briefings. Do not forget to download and subscribe to my daily No Chit Chat podcast to hear the news of the day. Politics to issues, I don't shy away from the truth. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. You feel like going and picking a fight with a robot, Kane? I kind of do. Kind of do, right? So here's this headline. A seven-foot-tall robot at Dallas Love Field is watching for unmasked travelers and curbside loiterers. Man, I'm telling you, I may go fly southwest just so I can flip this thing off. It's a seven-foot-tall robot, and it's watching you. Like, if you're if you're boarding a flight and you're not wearing your mask or parking too long at the curb, if you're picking up a returning traveler, this is some RoboCop stuff. They call it SCOT, S-C-O-T. And they said they were installed a month ago to determine whether or not they're capable of efficiently supplementing current airport operations. I mean, even the agents are going to be replaced by robots. They look like kiosks, so it's not like, you know, a regular robot-looking thing. But if you, I mean, I'm looking at a picture of it. It looks like it's spying at you. It's a camera, and it says, Welcome to Dallas. It looks like a giant, if you ever watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force, it looks like Master Shake without the straw. That's what it looks like. It looks like a giant Master Shake without the straw. And uh, they're watching you. 
I kind of want to pick a fight with it, Kane. I'm not going to lie to you. Not going to lie. So this, a couple of things, border crisis, 80% in a new survey want immigration reduced and they want stricter vetting. This is a CBS poll. Whoa. CBS. And if you look at it, it's only like plus two left. The Democrats, it's not like super, you know, oversampled, but dang, a lot of Democrats, especially when you get down to them border state, border state Democrats. That's a serious issue. They asked, the poll specifically asked the question, quote, what do you think of U.S. immigration policy? What do you think U.S. immigration policy should generally be? 61% said some immigration, but it should be based on strict criteria with an overall reduction and more rigorous vetting and assimilation policy. Interesting. Meta, the metaverse. Aren't we kind of, I feel like we're already kind of in a quasi metaverse already because the metaverse is basically just virtual spaces where people can hang out and not be physically together. That's what metaverse says. So we're already kind of in metaverse in a way, like how we communicate, you know, online, social media platforms. Anyway, Meta, Facebook is uh, testing new tools that will allow Horizon Worlds creators to make money in the metaverse, but confirm they'll take a 47% cut of their virtual wares. They want creators to earn a living and people to purchase digital goods, services, and experiences. I think digital goods is stupid. I'm sorry. Like people buying all the skins on whether it's like Call of Duty or, you know, Elden Ring or whether it's, you know, Borderlands. It's dumb. Stop it. Like earn that stuff. Don't just be buying it. It's a digital service. There's no value. We got more to come. Dr. Robert Malone joins us next too. Stick with us. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. And we say no more, no more mass shootings, no more disrupting lives, no more creating heartbreak for people just trying to live their lives as normal New Yorkers. It has to end and it ends now. And we are sick and tired of reading headlines about crime, whether they're mass shootings or the loss of a teenage girl or a 13 year old. It has to stop. I'm committing the full resources of our state to fight this surge of crime, this insanity that is seizing our city because we want to get back to normal. It has been a long, hard two years. That's what we crave, that sense of stability and normalcy. And this is what the mayor and I are going to continue to work toward. And I thank the partners, the brave people of the MTA, the first ones who had the sense, the drivers of the train, to leave the station to make sure no more victims could be hurt. Mm. NYPD. So this is Kathy Hochul, New FDNY. York's governor, and and welcome back to the show, Dana Lash. We were going to have uh, Dr. Robert Malone, but he had a mix-up on what time, so he's not going to be on uh, today. Apologies for that. Uh, this soundbite from Kathy Hochul, no more mass. She was like, no more this, no more disrupting lives, et cetera, et cetera. They, I mean, they're being, have, have you noticed that they're, you don't see the gun control people jumping all around this like you normally do because... Um, it's not entirely fitting into their narratives. Additionally, though, Kathy Hochul is one of the people responsible for the increase in crime and some of this awfulness that we're seeing. And I say that because she was a huge supporter of bail reform. And the and no, I mean, the bad bail reform that made it to where they actually had to uh, reevaluate the damage that their bail reform was doing. And undo it. <laughs> they had to. They they 
they basically had to, they they had to abandon it because they were you had people like violent criminals that were being released to reoffend. It's and it's they had the state law. This was January first, twenty twenty, that took effect and it eliminated pretrial detentions. You had it, it imposed cash bail for all nonviolent felony and misdemeanor offenses. And so even before everything that happened with George Floyd and everything else, I mean, you had bail reform that was already wreaking havoc in New York. So from they said that in New York City, January 2020 saw a 30% increase in crime from January 2019. In January and February, they had 482 people arrested for serious felony offenses. They were all released without bail. And then they were arrested again for committing another 846 new crimes. And over a third of those were serious, serious felonies. Crime was in double digits in March of 2020. And that's this is all from New York NYPD. They, their statements that criminal justice reform, reform serves as a significant reason New York has seen this uptick in crime. They wanted to, the reason that they were arguing about, you know, this, this pretrial detention and all of this, they were trying to say because people lack the resources to make bail. Then don't commit the damn crime. Don't commit the crime. Why should society give you a pass when you didn't give your victim a pass. Kathy Hochul supported all of this. She wholeheartedly supported all of this. Back in just January of this year, she said that, uh, quote, she will absolutely stand behind her support for bail reform, end quote. She said, we needed bail reform. I absolutely stand behind the fundamental premise on why we needed bail reform in the first place. She said this during a press conference. They had a whole, and the, the irony here was that it was a press conference about, uh, quote unquote, gun violence. She appeared via like Zoom or something. And she expressed massive support. For the elimination of, of that, for that bail reform, for, ca- for cash bail that led to that uptick in crime. And so she has the audacity to come out, this has to stop, and, and, and insinuates that this is all because of, of what, law-abiding people who aren't doing anything? No. The uptick is because of bad politicians and bad policy like Kathy Holchel and her policies. We don't even know anything about what's happening right now. They say that it's still, I guess, is there, they have a manhunt going on. I guess it's still considered a, a, a active shooter. All those gun laws in New York. Furthermore, all the surveillance that they have. Post office, they suspended service. In, uh, after a string of assault, assaults in Santa Monica. This is a wild Santa Monica. Yeah, they suspended service because they said that there were carriers being attacked. Jeez. But, you know, Biden thinks he's going to solve this because of ghost guns, guys. That's what he thinks. Good heavens. I'm telling you what. Woof. Now, 
It's uh, all of this is why people are reacting the way they are. Remember, I was telling you Biden's approval, 36 percent new CBS poll. That was pretty much the exact same as an NBC poll from last week. Now, get this. This is from Nevada. In Nevada, Biden's approval is lower than the national rate. Nevada is a case of the blueprint. I've talked about this in years past on the show. There was a book out that was called The Blueprint. And this was written by some Democrat strategists after they successfully implemented this in Colorado. A number of years ago, I had gone out to Colorado with some amazing activists. And this was as Magpul was leaving, was leaving the state. Uh, what ended up happening is you had a number of Democrats that were able to take over the state legislature. A lot of people were asleep at the wheel. And so that they tried to implement that plan. They've been trying to do it in Texas, but it's proven to be difficult. And they were successfully replicated at Nevada. But now the party is doing so bad nationally. And all of the talking points that these people have had, defund the police and everything else, all this is coming back to bite them. Nevada's top Democratic office holders are trailing Republican rivals now. Governor's race and Senate race. This is Suffolk University Reno Gazette poll that was released today. The, early, the survey, they looked at 500 likely voters. Now, this is where I would, I would like this more if it was a larger sample size and it was registered voters as opposed to likely voters. But it's better than just random people. The survey looked at 500 likely midterm election voters. They were looking at uh, U.S. Senator Catherine Cortez Mazzo and Steve Sisolak. And they said that they the most important thing on their minds gas and inflation biden is polling at 35 percent in nevada below the national average Oof. he's not going to be able to go to nevada and campaign with any of these people he's joe biden's you're not going to be able to have democrats go to nevada and campaign for these people because they're doing so bad on their own. They're taking down the whole damn party. I mean, this is bad. And this is now why. Because Sisolak, when he got in office, I remember that. That was a really crazy race. I went up there to Reno. They have a, a great uh, festival every year. Adam Laxalt and all them. And, and I always have such... It's a beautiful area. Beautiful. And always had a lot of fun. You had lamb fry? Have you ever had a lamb fry, Kane? No. Know what that is? You'd, you'd like them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like a cornmeal catfish breading kind of. Mmm, oh. delicious. Yeah. Lamb fries. They're actual fries, don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's wild that they're now polling behind candidates that actually, I think everybody kind of thought it was going to be uh, so, somewhat of a shoe in for Democrats. If you like it, maybe a year ago, two years ago, people thought this would be a shoe in for Democrats. Not anymore. It's pretty unbelievable. That's how bad he's doing. So, a couple of things here. They're having a, uh, let me pull this up. I don't get this one. They're having a craft riot. Well, it's a craft strike. Etsy sellers are going on strike in April. They're asking people to boycott 
the platform between now and April 18th. I'm not doing that. They said, uh, so what happened, and this is over on The Verge. They said transaction fees were going up from 5% to 6.5% beginning April 11th. And some of the Etsy sellers say that they feel that changes like the rise, the rising fees, the mandatory marketing programs, and, and an influx of drop shippers. They said that they don't feel like artisan products and handpicked vintage items are prioritized. And they said that sellers are putting their shops on vacation mode so that they can, you know, force Etsy's hand, I guess, suspending sales for a little over a week. Um, they said that they would, I, I, I mean, the, the list, they said that they had, they want policy changes. Etsy's had a lot of, they had some shakeups, they had this new CEO, all this other stuff. Uh, they had canceled uh, the last recent round of increases and in, I guess in shipping and all that stuff. And they allowed large sellers to opt out of a mandatory advertising program that, that I guess the merchants on Etsy hated because of the costs associated with it. Etsy had told sellers it was going to advertise their goods and take a percentage of their sale. And some people said it's a BS money grab. I don't think you should be forced to participate in that if, it, if you're forced to participate in it. I don't know if they're, they are forced to. Well, apparently major ones weren't able to opt out of it in the beginning. But again, though, that is a service and you're agreeing to work with them and they're facilitating that for you. So if you don't want to work with them, I mean, you don't have to, but I don't know. What are your thoughts, Kane? You don't really do a lot of stuff on Etsy. I love no, looking I don't on do Etsy. anything on Etsy. I love Etsy. Actually. But I mean, obviously, the pla- so they came out in what, 2015. Mm-hmm. The platform has grown with a, a lot more users now. So essentially, your products are in front of a little more eyeballs than they were even this time last year. Um, I think they're just going by a business model where they say, look, there's a, there's there's value in the amount of eyeballs that are seeing your product, mm-hmm. and we're going to increase just like they did back in 2018. They increased their uh, percentage from three and a half to five percent. Now they're going from five to six and a half, and um, yeah, I mean, there's there's justification for both sides of this. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I mean, I don't because I don't use it. I don't really have a user perspective on this, but I can see from the business side why they would increase prices. Yeah. Well, then just don't do stuff on Etsy then. Yeah. I mean, why is it? I'm, st- I'm not going to. I don't like, um, I don't know, when I see boycotts usually. Although I did get rid of Disney Plus. We did that a while ago, but I'm not, I don't do no Disney stuff. I'm not doing any, because I don't like rumors, that's why. Don't talk about, to kids about abortion and all that when they're in kindergarten. And maybe I won't call you a groomer. We're going to talk about that a little bit here too, because now there's, did you know there was an abortion picture book? Yeah, uh huh. I don't know if it shows the arms and legs coming out. I don't know, but we'll talk about that as well. Who people of all genders have abortions? No, no, just one, just one. There you go. Just like only one can be be pregnant. Mm-hmm. Also coming up, we're going to talk uh, with my friend Stephen Holbrook about what uh, the latest, what apparently Biden is with the ATF director nominee that he has and the Ghost Gun Law. I got some legal questions for him, and we'll talk about all of that. So you don't want to miss. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. 
quick uh, sidebar. Steve, mark that song every single time we have any Hunter Biden news. Thank you. All right. Oh, my gosh. Florida. Florida. My, that's how my grandma would say Florida. Florida. I'm like, you, you're, from Southern, you're from Southern Missouri, not New York. What's up? All right. So this is um, still creepy. A video. There's a video showing a massive alligator with a missing foot crawling under a Florida man's truck. Oh, it's oh! Did you know it's alligator mating season in Florida? No. Uh, it's romantical times for the gators. You didn't know that because that's apparently what. Yeah. So this, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm like absolutely shocked and terrified of this gator. It's alligator mating season. There's a higher than normal, uh, I guess, like higher than normal sightings of them, like outside of their watery habitats and there was a video that was posted in venice a guy named daniel j kaufman a large gator with a missing foot he's just like got a nubbin so he's got his alligator feet paws claws whatever the hell they are and then his gator nubbin that he's just like straight pirating it across the road and uh it's a 10 foot gator and then the guy realizes the gator's headed toward his, his truck he went under the truck so Florida Fish and Wildlife, they're saying gators are more active right now. This season runs from April all the way through June. Have fun this summer, kids. Third, 1.3 million gators. They're in all 67 counties in Florida. You're supposed to call, call Florida uh, Fish and Wildlife their nuisance gator hotline. They actually have a nuisance gator hotline. Did you see this video of this thing? If I saw this thing coming at my vehicle... This is some Jurassic Park, straight up Jurassic Park stuff. They said they could feel it from under the car rocking the truck. Did you read the, the deeper into the story? It's unbelievable. Yeah, but I couldn't like, get past that gator. Can you imagine? With even a nubbin, he could rock that truck. How from does underneath. a gator lose a From thing. Another, another gator. You think another gator oh, bit yeah, it I'm off? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Do they get in fights like that and bite oh, each yeah, other's yeah. feet yeah. off? It's like claws on crabs and stuff. Sheebus. You know how that goes. Good grief. A flo- uh, let's see, I had this one. A guy pretending to be a cop going into a Wendy's thinking he's going to get a free burger. Not going to happen. Oh, my gosh. I cannot read this headline. A Florida woman attacked her father after he opened up her package in Vero Beach that had a private romantical instrument for herself only in there. Can you imagine making the news for that? Stick with us. Third hour on the way. Don't go anywhere. and assigning a coordinator in each of the ATF field divisions to serve as a point person prepping federal, state, and local law enforcement go after ghost guns. If you commit a crime with a ghost gun, expect federal prosecution. Not just state, expect federal prosecution. Um, what if you just, like, commit a crime? With just a regular gun. Like, a, with a regular gun, yeah. I mean, and that is a regular gun. If you commit a crime with any firearm... Then yeah, it's uh, that's a stupid soundbite from him. That was yesterday when he was uh, mentioned. He was uh, his announcement of uh, the ghost, his war on ghost guns, and then the ATF nominee and all that stuff. Welcome back to the show, third hour. We're going to talk about this even more coming up. Just the legalities of it too. With Stephen Holbrook, great two A attorney at the bottom of the hour, but. 
I don't understand his. It, 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 who writes this stuff for him? If you commit a fi- if you commit a crime with a firearm, period, you're it's a federal crime. It doesn't matter. It's still a federal crime, even if you use a firearm that you made at home that doesn't have a serial number on the receiver or frame, or if you use a fire any kind of fire, no matter how you got it. It's he acts like it's not a federal crime to if you kill somebody using a firearm that you made at home. This geez. now, I don't understand uh, this audio soundbite six. I don't know if he's talking about IKEA uh, sofas or what. Listen, if you buy a couch, you have to assemble. It's still a couch because you know guns are like couches yeah. or something. I don't know um, if you. It's still a couch. You just need an Allen wrench. That's all you need. Yeah. If you buy, um, hey, Kane, if you just buy a uh, regular blank cushion with no cover on it, is that a couch? Ooh, yeah. I'm going to say no on that. Okay. What if you just buy like the little wooden foot of a piece of furniture by itself? Yeah. Is that a couch? That is not a couch. Okay. So his analogy is stupid. That is correct. Yeah. That's, it's. It's like saying, let me try to make this even simpler. You bought a tire. Is that a car? Ooh, no, I wish, but no. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there you go. So is a chunk of unfinished aluminum that doesn't have any cavities milled in it that require it. It's only, they call it 80, it's a sling, 80% lower. uh, So that itself is not a firearm. But the ATF decided that they're going to legislate. I hope this is litigated. That's what we're going to ask Stephen Hallbrook about coming up. Now, one more on this, because, and then we're going to talk, uh, he, Steve Dettelbach, the AG, this was Biden yesterday uh, trying to, and he admits it, he's trying to bypass Congress. Listen. Uh, Sorry, audio soundbite eight. eight. A year ago this week, standing here with many of you, I instructed the Attorney General to write a regulation that would rein in the proliferation of ghost guns because I was having trouble getting anything passed in the Congress. Except there's nothing to rein in. There's absolutely nothing to rein in. And we I was sent out a whole thing about this. You can see the numbers yourself. There's nothing to rein in. I mean, when you look at the figures for uh, instruments that are used in homicides, this is from the ATF itself back in uh, March. The numbers are vastly, you know, they're not really supporting this whole, like, they act like it's an epidemic. It's not. 89,680 murders in the nation from 2016 to 2021. The ATF last month said 325 of those homicides were attributable to, quote unquote, ghost guns, which would amount to less than one third of one, less than a third of one percent. Here's the problem with that number, and there's an asterisk by it, and that's. The number that is that is cited in this, it also includes sawed-off shotguns and firearms with serial numbers uh, uh, filed away, filed off. That's not a ghost gun. That that's not a kit. Those aren't kits. The sawed-off shotgun that'd be an, an SBR, so that's an NFA item. The uh, firearms with the serial number that's also of uh, uh, their 
used in in, a, uh, in crimes, that's not the same thing as the kit. And that's why it's really difficult to obtain actual, you know, legitimate. So it's less than 325, we know. So it's actually less than a third of 1%. But the ATF won't tell you. If you looked at the uh, White House's release, and I quoted it using the link they used on my newsletter and Substack, chapter and verse, conveniently, the annotation goes nowhere. Did you see that? They had like a little one in brackets right by their claim that X amount is from ghost guns, like the build at home kits. But then if you clicked the link, it went nowhere. Conveniently, still does. Now, Kane made a good point too. Does the serial number make the crime less severe? It is, it's true. But he's, he's bragging here about bypassing Congress. You know why they, 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 he can't get anything done in Congress? Because this is not, this is already a law. They already did this. I'm not quite sure what he thinks is he's going to accomplish here. Now, the guy nominated for ATF director, Steve Dettelbach, he was a U.S. Uh, attorney in Ohio. And he supports the so-called universal background checks, which is basically, well, not basically, it is a federal firearms registry in violation of the Freedom of the Firearm Owners Protection Act. And he claims that he doesn't want to politicize the position, but being against something so unconstitutional absolutely does that. There you go. I was listening to, who was it, Ted Williams yesterday. He was a, he's a former D.C. Metro officer, Metro Police officer, and he's an attorney. He's, and I, I generally like him. But he said on Fox yesterday that, uh, you know, it's these kids that are going online buying parts and making these homemade guns, you know, with the drill presses and routers that I assume they already, all already have. I, kids today... Can't they, so you're telling me kids are too stupid to figure out what to do in terms of higher education, but they're going to make a gun at home with uh, machinery? Jeez. It's just asinine. It's a distraction because of the uh, insane inflation report out today. They need something. They need something. Democrats need a distraction. And by the way, this is not going to go well for Democrats. February last month, third or February 2022, highest February for gun sales ever. Third highest, fourth total for checks. There you go. Now, it's not Putin's price hike, but man, we are. I saw this headline and I brought this up to Kane on break. Because one of the headlines that I've seen, and I've seen a number of these, oh, America goes back to the 80s, surging gas prices and higher rents push inflation to 41-year high. So I guess it hasn't, inflation hasn't been this high since 81. But it sort of feels like they're trying to blame this on, trying to kind of rewrite Carter out of this a little bit, don't you think? Yeah. That's what I'm getting out of this. And then White House says it's all based on Putin invading Ukraine, even though... The 40-year, the trend upward for, to a 40-year high for inflation was beginning before this year. And in fact, as I noted last hour, when Lester Holt, back in January, or no, February, it was beginning of February, when he interviewed uh, Joe Biden and he asked him about inflation, he said, well, as you know, inflation is trending, is, is going, is on a record 40-year high. 
So it was already, and that was way that was before Putin invaded Ukraine. So this doesn't have to do with his Putin's invasion. This has already been going, and people are feeling the effects of it. Pay raises aren't keeping up. I mean, yeah, there was a great graph that was shared, and it looks at 2021 and how it really started spiking at the very beginning. Uh, of 2021 in February there was a a a pickup actually was a pickup in in going into 2021 though shoop you can I mean you can measure this stuff out Putin was just you know mid-February you're looking at groceries at over 10 it's this more than just gas groceries are over 10 percent biggest price spike since 81 but with meat and poultry and fish it's actually more towards 14% increase. It, prices haven't been that high since 79. I wasn't even a year old. New cars, 13%, biggest ever. Electricity, 11%. Home furnishings, 11%. Rent is, has not been this high since 1991. This is what we're dealing with. Annual inflation. 8% in March, highest since 1982, really 81. Just crazy. And Biden is getting slammed in the polls. He can't even talk about inflation, much less come up with a plan to deal with it, which really all it should be is just get out. He goes, he, w- he remember when he was bragging, this was a, a statement that he made. It was on the Consumer Price Index, and this was back on January 12th. He said, we're making progress in slowing the rate of price increases. And we all, everybody still has to pay taxes. Jeez. Monday, April 18th. And according to the White House Office of Management and Budget, uh, thebalance.com, The current fiscal year, and this is uh, May of 2020 to April 30th, 2021, $4 trillion in taxes, essentially. A little over $3.8, but $4 trillion in taxes collected by the federal government. That's about $2 trillion in individual tax returns, and you've got payroll taxes and everything else, but yeah. That doesn't even get anywhere close to what the federal government spent for that period. Not even close. NRO noted that the Treasury estimates the U.S. collected about four uh, trillion in the fiscal year 2021, and they spent almost seven trillion. Wow, that's the problem. The problem isn't people keeping more of their own money. The problem is spending, because tax. People keeping more of their own money that they earned is not an expenditure. The government spending crap, spending money on stuff, that's an expenditure. People keeping more of their own hard-earned dollars is not. And now, and borrowing and borrowing and borrowing and borrowing. It's going to get worse. Worse and worse. So, just saying, everybody should hang in there. This is, uh, now you can see why he's trying to pivot to something that Democrats also lose on, gun control, which is so weird. Like, that's a losing issue for you, too. But it's not as bad of a losing issue as this is a losing issue. 
And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So Britney Spears and her partner, her boyfriend, Sam Asgari, who's 28 years old. Britney Spears is 40. He's 28. They are announced. They announced that they're expecting their first child in separate Instagram posts yesterday. I think you got to be honest, because isn't she still on some psych meds? And, oh, man, I'm just saying, I'm, I don't know. Anyway, she said that she had gained a lot of weight. And when she was in Hawaii, and uh, they thought it was a food baby, but it's a baby baby, apparently. So, there you go. All right. Moving on. I'm just saying that out of concern. Yeah. Because that's like a serious thing. You know what I mean? You gotta... So, apparently, you can fight off viruses by breathing. Duh. Seriously? Seriously? Harvard University says that they they conducted a study and they said the act of breathing generates immune responses that kill invading pathogens. In experiments, a lung chip that mimics the mechanical forces of breathing killed flu bugs. The discovery could lead to developing better medications for respiratory diseases, including the Rona. So just breathing. That's okay. All right. All right. Uh, According to another study, 63% of adults say stress levels are at an all-time high. Yeah. Have you seen? Like, we were locked down for two years, and our economy is a wreck, and we've got 40-year high inflation that we haven't seen since 1981. It's horrible. Yes, this is ridiculous. Or 82. Uh, yeah, of course 63% are, are, are stressed out. 34% say they, they have trouble focusing. 34% say they're physically exhausted. Uh, yeah, so be less stressed. I mean, you, it's a choice you have to make. Uh, meanwhile, in California, they're proposing a shorter work week in a new bill. Why do they? Why is the government determining this? This is something if a business wants to determine it, they, they can do that. And a uh, water treatment plant says, hey, the green water is okay. Don't worry about it. You can drink it. The city of Bountiful, their water is bountifully green tinted. But they said it's okay. Don't worry. Stephen Holbrook next. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. A year ago this week, standing here with many of you, I instructed the Attorney General to write a regulation that would rein in the proliferation of ghost guns because I was having trouble getting anything passed in the Congress. So he's just bragging about doing an end run right there around Congress on this issue. Uh, I'm excited to bring in my guest, Stephen Holbrook. He's a friend. I greatly admire his his legal brain. And I, I always look forward to when I can just he, he's so generous with his time. Uh, I actually and Stephen, as I'm introducing you with everyone uh, to everyone, you, he's a senior fellow at the Independent Institute. I was actually just talking about you last week uh, with regards to Prince v. United States, because we were t- discussing states' rights and all this stuff and uh, commandeering clause. And so now here here we are talking about this issue with ghost guns. And I wanted to get your perspective on how and, and I know what I know and I know what I don't know, which is why you're here to me and my layman not a trained lawyer mind i do not understand how the atf and the president of the united states can redefine parts of established law as it relates to hobbyist build at home kits so i would imagine there would be opportunity to contest this in court uh give us your thoughts on this hey dana good to see you again look uh the published rule with all of the explanations just came out yesterday it's about 375 pages long 
the actual new regulations, of course, are shorter, but they have a lot of explaining to do <laughs> to try to justify how they can rewrite what Congress has done. Uh, the Gun Control Act provides for a serial number to be put on a frame or receiver. A firearm is defined to include not just a weapon that shoots, but also a frame or receiver. And what they've done is to grossly expand the meaning of the term frame or receiver to mean something that it never meant under the statute, to try to uh, encompass more activities and, and to restrict rights like never before. First of all, let's look at this stupid term, ghost gun. Yes. The non sequitur. Um, the regulations don't really affect homemade guns except in two ways. Number one, it makes it harder to get the uh, precursor materials for them. Um, and number two, if one is ever transferred through an FFL, then a serial number has to be put on there by the FFL. Um, but if you've got one now, this doesn't even affect you. Um, you're allowed to ha to make and to possess an unserialized firearm. Mm. Um, and there's nothing ATF can do about that, but they play this up like it's, oh, ghost guns. And you have these big city police chiefs saying that, oh, there's more ghost guns being found. Look, if, if I was like a an organized criminal, I would not want ghost guns. And, and the statistics show that very few firearms that are seized or that are um, uh, taken in the course of criminal activities, they're yeah. stolen. Uh, they're from the black market. They're not homemade guns. Who would rely right. on that? I want to interject and get your on that one point. We're talking with uh, our good friend Stephen Holbrook, a fabulous attorney. He's argued a number of Second Amendment cases before the Supreme Court because the ATF in March via CBS had said that from 2016 to 2021, I think the number of murders was 89,680. And of those, they were attributing 325 to quote-unquote ghost guns. But the way that I understand it, if any firearm with a filed-off serial number or even a sawed-off shotgun could be classified as a ghost gun under the way that they have it structured currently. So we don't actually even know how many build-at-home kits, which I would imagine none or maybe single digits would even be attributable to any kind of homicide. It seems grossly exaggerated. Like how many how many uh, hardened criminals um, like to drill things out <laughs> right? and to, uh, you know, follow blueprints? And <laughs> I mean, hobbyists love to do this kind of stuff. Um, I don't know how successful all of them are when they get these kits. But uh, shoot, if, if you're a, a, a real criminal, you can get a gun so easily from the black market or through theft or whatever. It's not a problem. You'll get one that you know is going to be reliable. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Talking with our friend Stephen Holbrook. So what is the I, I, do you think that Biden's going to be able to first off, I know that people can I think what this goes into once the rules published, there's like 120 days, I believe. And before it takes effect, is there is there going to be can you would you foresee litigation to challenge this? Because I just don't know how they can they can just change established law and through the ATF bypass Congress. And that's it. There's there's nothing else to say about it. You know, uh, litigation could take different uh, modes. You could have ATF coming against a, a licensee, a, an FFL, and saying that you're not doing something according to our regulation. We're going to revoke your license. So that can be appealed. Uh, there could be civil actions for declaratory judgments and injunctive relief that industry members could file. 
you could have criminal prosecutions where someone has something that's just a piece of um, partially machined raw material, and ATF says it's a um, an unfinished frame or receiver. Uh, that person could be prosecuted. It would be a defense that it's not a frame or receiver. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of ways, uh, or a lot of you know, different manners in which litigation could ensue. Uh, I, I think the fact that they had had to take so much uh, effort and going over 300 pages yes. to explain all this, uh, you know, the more the more you have to try to justify something, the less justifiable it might be. Right. And, and what they've done here is tried to uh, inter- interfere with individual rights in terms of hobbyists and what people can do with different raw materials. Um, and so it does have Second Amendment implications as well. But um, even more than that, I mean, ATF just doesn't have the authority to do this. Now, we have a, a strain between Congress uh, setting up these agencies and them go- going way beyond their authority uh, we have the, the so-called Chevron rule about deference to agency interpretations that hopefully the Supreme Court's going to resolve that. They've let it get out of hand. Um, but that's always a problem when you got agencies that are out of control. And so ATF is a politicized agency mm. more so than ever before under the Biden administration. Um, they're doing things that were never done under Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's it's really gone too far. And so we'll have to see where the strains come out and what happens in court. Yeah, we're talking with Stephen Hallbrook, uh, who's argued a number of these cases related to the Second Amendment before the U.S. Supreme Court. You mentioned, Stephen, raw materials. And I joke, I say this as a joke, like, so when do we start buying 79% lowers? But you know, right. at the at the same time, when does this, where do you draw the line? I mean, at some point it's like, okay, so we'll go through all the percentages. Then we'll, we'll go through just the different kinds, the different, you know, variations of aluminum. Then we'll go to drill presses and routers. Then maybe Home Depot entirely is banned. You know, I mean, where is the line drawn? Right. Uh, keep in mind, 80% receivers, just a, a kind of a made up slang term. Uh, yes. And, and, and I mean, ATF doesn't use that term. I, I mm-hmm. wouldn't use the term. Um, but for this has been going on for decades. People will write in asking ATF, when is something a frame or receiver? And they'll say, when it gains the identity of being a frame or receiver. Now, now they're even going back on that and saying, well, uh, if, if you're thinking about making it into one uh, or you've taken some kind of action to make it into one. I mean, think about the fact like firearm is defined as a weapon that shoots, is designed to shoot or can be readily restored to shoot a projectile by action of an explosive. But those adjectives don't apply to frame or receiver. It doesn't say a frame or uh, a piece of metal that's um, readily restorable or readily anything. I mean, the the new regulation uses that term readily, Mm -hmm. something that could be readily made into a frame or receiver. Well, that tells you in itself it's not a frame or receiver yet. And, and of course, readily, that's in the How is that defined? Look, is it my grandmother... Or is it some expert in an advanced machine shop right. doing something readily? It's not an objective standard. Yeah, because I, admittedly, I would take a lot longer to make it. <laughs> I had I had one semester of a shop class, and I'm I'm not saying I did poorly, but I was not the shop teacher's favorite. I'll say. <laughs> 
just say yeah. that. We're not the favorite. Um, they worried a little bit about me, but you know, it was enjoyable. It would take me a, a readily that way. It would take me a, a heck of a lot longer. I mean, I'm sure someone that has the skills and the equipment, you know, a couple hours and they're done, but that's not everybody. And so look, the, the, yeah. the experts at ATF, they're fantastic in what they can do. I really admire them. I'm talking about the farms technology branch people. They can turn something from, you know, something that's totally not into something that it is in terms of a farm uh, technical issue. And most people can't do that. A a lot of like regular industry people can't necessarily do that. Mm -hmm. That said, of course, the the expertise in industry is is very high. Uh, On the other hand, for the average person, they just don't have the equipment, the the skills, the training, the know-how. So, it, you know, there's a lot of subjective terms going on here. And where is it going to go? I mean, the law is not supposed to be vague. It's a right. violation of due process if you're trying to enforce a law that's vague, especially in a criminal context. That's a good point that a lot, I think a lot of people forget. Last question for you, Stephen Hallbrook. We're, we're grateful for your time today. Where does this where does this lead? Because it's it's just, you know, incremental restrictions. And you mentioned the vagueness as well. And it is a complete denial of due process. And I feel it's purposeful vagueness, too, especially as I noticed in the White House release that they had posted. They had this annotation by X amount of crimes. This is how many ghost guns the ATF has found. And then when you click the link to try to see them show their work, it conveniently went nowhere and still does. It just opens up to a blank window, cannot be found. Um, Where. Where does this lead? Because this agency and I, I has grown more and more in terms of what it's allowed to do uh, compared to under the Obama administration. And now, you know, where we're, we have this one guy's being nominated uh, and I, his name escapes me right now. We were just talking about him, uh, a former U.S. attorney out of Ohio, big gun control guy, big red flag law guy, big universal background check, federal registry guy. Uh, and I think, you know, with working with him and putting that together, it just seems like this is going to be a le- more of a legislative department than a, a regulatory department that really should be abolished anyway. But your thoughts, just last words from you on this. Uh, look, everybody knows the real issue is crime and has to do with bail. It has to do with incarceration. Mm-hmm. Um, Restorative it, justice. It doesn't have to do with phrases like ghost guns ooh i'm so scared um so we, we and so they get assigned though that since the democrats don't want to do anything about crime they they assigned the atf to be the the whipping boy to to make up these new rules uh to ex- try to extend its power as never before i mean they we've so much is there has been there since 1968 the definition of frame or receiver an atf regulation that could have been fixed in a minor way uh and, and now we it, it goes for pages um look it, it's out of control it needs to be reined in and i'm just hoping elections coming up are gonna have some effect i'm telling you what from your lips to god's ears yes yeah, steve dettelbach i'd forgotten about his name right there good to talk to talk with you Stephen hallbrook always so good to have you on and really appreciate your perspective on this thanks so much for joining us and giving us some of your time today we appreciate yeah. it thank you dana of great course. to see you mm-hmm. take care Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. It's buying, it's not for rent. Listen to little Tom Sawyer. If you are watching the video simulcast of the show, you're not actually hearing this. So, 
We're we're having a little rush, a little Tom Sawyer. Um, I have some wokery stuff that I wanted to touch on, but we're kind of out of time, so I'm going to save some of it for tomorrow. Like the uh, weirdy weirdo book where it's like, here's a book talking to your kids about abortion. People of all genders have abortion. No, no. Who does this? Who makes who makes a book like this? I mean, the geez. are these people trying to get more Republicans elected? I'm just curious. See, I thought that book Love You Forever was bad. That book, have you, you know, the book where it's like Love You Forever, blah, blah, blah. And at the very end, the, the creepy old mom crawls up the, the garden trellis to her grown son's bedroom. He's like married with his own kids and takes her grown ass son like Hunter Biden, 50 year old Hunter Biden baby. And rocks him to sleep. It's weird, man. That book was a horror. That was a horror film. That book. Everyone's like, it was so sweet. No, it was a book about codependency. It's like, you got to cut them, them apron strings. Come on. I mean, you can still love someone over there in your own house. I'm just saying, (laughs) love my kids, but come on. You know, you got Uh, Steve goes, my mom cries every time she reads that book. Well, now you're making me feel bad, Steve. Aww. Does she crawl up in your window and wreck you to sleep at night? Uh, no, but <laughs> maybe when I'm older. Who knows? <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> but no, this, I don't get this, this. Why do people write books about this? Why do they do this stuff? And it's like a picture book, too. I, how are you? And this lady who wrote it, she goes, I love talking to kiddos about repro stuff, including abortion. What? I love, she legit, dude, she legit tweeted. She tweeted it with her own hands. I put the screenshot in our radio Slack channel. Dude, I talked to the kiddos about abortion. You're a weirdo. They're little kids. They can't even read well. Maybe let them read well before you start sitting here going, well, this is what I, tell them about your abortion, Jiminy Christmas. Or maybe, or maybe, you just... You know, don't do that at your job as a teacher. Sam. All right, can't st- it ain't stupidity. Oh, there's so much to choose from from Biden yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't buy a cannon when the Second Amendment passed originally. That was dumb. But uh, this one I thought probably took the cake. Uh, this is Biden talking about a couch. Listen to this. If you buy a couch, you have to assemble. It's still a couch. Actually, it's not a couch till you assemble it. Yeah, it's not a couch until it's assembled, it's correct? It's just an Ikea box or two yeah. uh, until you assemble it. Then it becomes a couch. Until then, it's not a couch. But, hey, a lot of stupid yesterday. I mean, you know, it's it's just a bunch of pieces. It's like it's like saying, look at this flower. It's a cake. No, it's just flour. Look at this puzzle I didn't put together. It's just flour, you Fruit Loop. It's not a cake. Folks, that does it for us today. Make sure you sign up, Chapter and Verse, the newsletter. I'll be back on air with you tomorrow. Have a great night.